Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. It says, The gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? So yes, there was a trespass, but there was a greater gift that covered the trespass. Hallelujah. And verse 17 says, For if by the trespass of one man's death, or rather, by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. So today, in the midst of all of our difficulties, our sufferings, our challenges, I wanted to highlight, and we want to highlight in everything we do today, that yes, there was a trespass. Yes, there is pain. Yes, there is sorrow. Yes, there are difficult times that human beings live through. But I just wanted to remind you, because many times we have to be reminded. We know these things, but we need to be reminded that the Lord Jesus Christ loves us. Not only does he love us, he already made supernatural provision. So in the areas where we get to the place where we say, I can't no more. I don't have any more power. I don't have any more energy. I can't anymore. That's where he just gets started. And many times, that's the only time we allow him. Because throughout our life, we're busy doing it our way. Now, I can handle it. I don't need anybody. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. But invariably, human beings all get to that place. Some sooner, some later, some over and over and over again. But today I want to submit to you that the gift of Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ is here, ready to overflow to many. Now, who are the many? You and I are the many. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, you and I are the many. Let me read to you several more verses. Romans 8.39 Neither height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.29 But of him you are in Jesus Christ who became for us wisdom of God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. You see how powerful your connection with Christ is? Because you're connected to Christ, something happens. There's an impartation that comes to you. We confirmed the other day that sons and daughters of CEOs get the better jobs. Ha, huh, I didn't know that. That's amazing news. Did you hear what I said? Sons and daughters of CEOs get the better jobs. Is your daddy or mommy a CEO here? Anybody? Because I can use a job. Do I, do I get No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about real here in the, in the natural. Yeah, we're all children of God. I mean, if your dad is the CEO of IBM or something like that. You understand? Something happens by relationship. Something happens in your connectivity with that person. Let me poll everybody here. Did you ever get a job because a friend recommended you? Raise your hands. sisters are good there you go. but it's true this happens all the time 
This happens on an ongoing basis. Relationship has its advantages. But scripture tells us by virtue of our relationship with Almighty God, He gives us wisdom. He gives us revelation. He gives us provision. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. You know, we need, and I think there was a prophetic word that the Lord spoke to us not so long ago. We need the joy of the Lord today. Really, we need the joy of the Lord. This is not an option. Right in this room, some of you have forgotten that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You need to get up every morning and determine you're going to walk in the joy of the Lord. It's for you. To, it, you already provided it. But in life, many times we forget the advantages we have by virtue of relationship, by virtue of friendship. Sometimes we even think we don't need that person. So we kick them to the curb. We kick this other one to the curb. We kick that other one. Not realizing that later on you might have to go back over that very same bridge. But the older you get, you realize, you know, I shouldn't have burned that bridge. This one, big mistake. But especially in your relationship with God, there are benefits. But there's some that we absolutely need. We need the peace of God. You know why? The peace of God passes understanding. And in the logical, some of us should be crying. Some of us should be saddened. Some of us should be offended. Some of us should be hurt. But the peace of God, which passes understanding, takes us higher, takes us beyond the storm. God didn't say that there would be no storm. That's not what he said. He said he'll be with us in the midst of the storm. He'll be with us in the midst of the cave. He'll be with us in the lion's den. He will be with us in the difficult place. Amen. And he'll give us the peace of God. And he'll give us the wisdom of God in that painful place, in that difficult place. But sometimes you need to look at things with an eternal perspective. Because if you look at it like the world looks at it, which is, I only live 50, 60, 70, whatever years, and then that's it, I'm gone. That's it. That's all we have. There's no hope in that. I mean, okay, we have the legacy of that person. Yes, we can celebrate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I'm trying to say is, once it's, it's over, it's over. No, no, no. We are eternal beings living a temporary human existence. Hallelujah. And, and, and Paul said it this way. He says, once my body is gone, I'm in the presence of God. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. So his tender mercies, I see them, sometimes not in the natural immediately, but I know that God is working in my situation to turn it around or to give me that overcoming strength. Some things we just have to go through. So we'll have to go through them. So I'd rather go through them knowing that God is with me, knowing his word, bringing the peace of God with me, bringing the joy of the Lord, which is my strength with me. Amen. So as I'm going through that difficult place, my heart might be saddened, but that's all right because I know he's with me. Great is his mercy every day of my life. So say to your neighbor, great is his mercy. Today, tomorrow, and forever. Hallelujah. So as we're going through the difficult place, we need to remember these verses today. And if you ask me for them, I'll send them all to you. I'll give you my email. If you want them, I'll send them to you. I read those verses and it infuses me with joy. It infuses me with hope. It's not the type of joy that somebody just handed me $10,000. Because, you know, you give me $10,000 a day, I could get rid of it in two days. I know you'll keep it, you'll invest it, I know that, and you'll make a million up. But me, I have some bills, right? I have some stuff. I have 
children, have grandchildren. I, you know, I want to invest in stuff, invest in my church. You know, so I can use $10,000 right away. The problem is, here today, gone tomorrow. But God's love is never gone. He's right there, right with you. He's tugging at your heart right now. He's reminding you he loves you. He's reminding you that he's with you. He's reminding you, hallelujah, in that time where you could have been devastated, he was with you right there in that place. And I want to remind you today, during this Thanksgiving weekend, he is with you. He is with you. He's with your family. And after, even after we're gone here, we're with him. Hallelujah. Dwayne gave me this a couple of weeks ago. I read it last week. I'm going to read it again. Happy moments. Praise God. Difficult moments. Seek God. Quiet moments. Worship God. Painful moments. Trust God. Every moment, thank God. Amen. It's every moment. Every moment. Every moment. Ephesians 1 it says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ so we're already blessed so say to your neighbor you're blessed so we're, we're already blessed we're already blessed and you need to know that sometimes attacks come to you just because you're blessed how many of you know you want to run for president you better not be the front runner because you're going to be attacked why? because you're blessed with the top spot well, in the spirit realm, is the same thing. See, the enemy knows you're blessed. So he tries to create scenarios and circumstances to make you think you're not blessed. But what many don't know, even in the kingdom of God, is I have the authority that when he comes at me, I can stop him right in his tracks. I can say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> you shall not stop what God is doing in my life. And I know I'm in a fight. I felt the punch. I felt the left hook. But I'm, I got a bigger hook. I got a bigger surprise. I'm faster. And guess what? I have my elder brother right there next to me. Glory to God. So let me say this in closing. This young man commits a heinous crime. And he goes before the court. And... You have the jury, you have the prosecuting attorney, and you have the defending attorney, and they're both fighting it out. But it's obvious he committed the crime. There's nothing that can be done. The jury gets up, and the, the judge says, jury, what's your verdict? The jury says, your honor, we declare him guilty. So the judge, in his authority, he heard the verdict. He takes the gavel in his hands and he hits the table. Boom. Guilty. And then the judge gets up from his chair, takes off his robe, and goes right next to the condemned man. And he says, Jury, I take his place and I will pay the price for him because he's my son. So he had to be a judge because that's his position. But as a father, he chose to take the place of his son because he could not bear in seeing his son pay that price. 
That's what Jesus did for us. We paid the price because we were guilty. The Bible says every man sinned. We all fell short of the glory of God. So Jesus told the Father, says, they're my younger brothers and sisters. I will go, I will pay the price for them. So God the Father, he was able to take the gavel and say, price paid. Somebody's guilty, somebody will pay. But the son came and paid the price for his younger brothers and sisters. And that's you and me. That's why in Christ, we are forgiven. It's not that we didn't commit the crime. It's not that we weren't worthy of what the court was issuing. It was that Jesus paid it already for us in that graceful, merciful place, that cross of Calvary. So he has grace and tender mercies for you today. Will you embrace his love today? Will you receive his love? Will you allow his love to overflow in your life? You might say, but pastor, I'm living right. I'm living with my father. Yeah, but you're suffering and you're going through issues and you're needlessly suffering things you don't have to because he already paid the price and he's there to take your pain and he wants to swap your pain for his joy he wants to swap your suffering hallelujah for his peace so you have the right to receive that today how many of you know in Christmas all you need to do is take the gift when they offer you the gift what do you do you receive the gift you don't have to earn it. It was a gift. Hallelujah. So today, some of you have got to learn how to receive. You know how to give. You're walking with the Lord. You've been doing it right. But when God's ready to give you something, you don't receive it. You need to learn to receive today. Will you receive the grace of God today?